Morning prayer begins on page 3. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Continuing on page 7. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Benite, uh, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved for this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I sweared my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 76 is on page 432. In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. At Salem is his tabernacle, and his dwelling in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the battle. Thou art glorious in might, when thou comest from the hills of the robbers. Proud or robbed, they have slept their sleep, and all the men whose hands were mighty have found nothing. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are fallen. Thou, even thou, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when thou art angry? Thou didst cause thy judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. When God arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon the earth. The fierceness of man shall turn to thy praise, and the fierceness of them shalt thou refrain. Promise unto the Lord your God, and keep it, all ye that are round about him. Bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall refrain the spirit of princes, and is wonderful among the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You begin at the second chapter of the first book of Kings. <clears throat> now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God, 
to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. <clears throat> Moreover, you know also what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner the son of Ner, and Amasa the son of Jether, whom he killed, and he shed the blood of war in peacetime, and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist, and on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore do according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. And see, you have with you Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite from Bahurim, who cursed me with a malicious curse in the day I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man and know what you ought to do to him, but bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. So David rested with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was forty years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. Now Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. So she said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. Moreover, he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Say it. Then he said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and all Israel had set their expectations on me, that I should reign. However, the kingdom has been turned over, and has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. Now I ask one petition of you, do not deny me. And she said to him, Say it. Then he said, Please speak to King Solomon, for he will not refuse you that he may give me Abishag, the Shunammite, his wife. So Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak for you to the king. Bathsheba therefore went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her, and sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother. So she sat at his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Ask it, my mother, for I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah, your brother, as wife. And Solomon answered and said to his mother, Now why do you ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my oldest brother. For him and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, 
May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as the Lord lives, who has confirmed me and set me on the throne of David my father, and who has established a house for me, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he struck him down, and he died. And to Abiathar the priest the king said, Go to Anathoth, to your own fields, for you are deserving of death. But I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David, and because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. So Solomon removed Abiathar from being priest to the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which he spoke concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. <clears throat> Then the news came to Joab, for Joab had defected to Adonijah, though he had not defected to Absalom. So Joab fled to the tabernacle of the Lord, and he took hold of the horns of the altar. And King Solomon was told, Joab has fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. There he is by the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go, strike him down. So Benaiah went to the tabernacle of the Lord, and he said to him, Thus says the king, Come out. And he said, No, but I will die here. And Benaiah brought back word to the king, saying, Thus says Joab, and thus he answered me. <clears throat> then the king said to him, Do as he has said, and strike him down and bury him, that you may take away from me and from the house of my father the innocent blood which Joab shed shed. So the Lord will return his blood on his head, because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he, and killed them with the, with the sword, Abner the son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jether, the commander of the army of Judah, though my father David did not know it. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Joab and upon the head of his descendants forever. But upon David and his descendants, upon the house, upon his house and his throne, there shall be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and struck and killed him, and he was buried in his own house in the wilderness. The king put Benaiah the son of Jehoiada in his place over the army, and the king put Zadok the priest in the place of Abiathar. Then the king sent and called for Shimei, and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem, and dwell there, and do not go out from there anywhere. For it shall be, on the day you go out and cross the brook Kidron, know for certain you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. <clears throat> and Shimei said to the king, The saying is good. As my lord the king has said, so your servant will do. So Shimei dwelt in, in Jerusalem many days. Now it happened at the end of three years that two slaves of Shimei ran away to Achish, the son of Maacah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Look, your slaves are in Gath. So Shimei arose, saddled his donkey, and went to Achish at Gath to seek his slaves. And Shimei went and brought his slaves from Gath. And Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come back.
Then the king sent and called for Shimei, and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord, and warn you, saying, Know for certain that on the way, on the day you go out and travel anywhere, you shall surely die. And you said to me, The word I have heard is good. Why then have you not kept the oath of the Lord, and the commandment that I gave you? The king said moreover to, Sh <clears throat> to Shimei, you know, <clears throat> you know, as your heart acknowledges all the wickedness that you did to my father David. Therefore the Lord will return your wickedness on your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck him down, and he died. Thus the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths, and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago, whether in the body I do, do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I do not know, God knows, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be, or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, that I am strong. <clears throat> I have become a fool in boasting. You have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended by you. For in nothing was I behind the most eminent apostles. Though I am nothing. 
Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it in which you were inferior to other churches, except that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. Now for the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I do not seek yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. But be that as it may, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you by cunning. Did I take advantage of you by any of those whom I sent to you? I urged Titus, and sent our brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not walk in the same spirit? Did we not walk in the same steps? Again, do you think that we excuse ourselves to you? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, beloved, for your edification. For I fear lest, when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contention jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, lest when I come my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before, and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus, on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Keep we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church, with thy perpetual mercy, 
And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have here the the sort of chapter where you know David gives Solomon commands to sort of you know rather forcefully establish a kingdom and root out all of of the rebellion. A couple of interesting things in it though the um, he mentions with regard to Joab that he shed this time and you know whatever we think about whether a given um, debate in the tradition, uh, there's a clear distinction biblically between general killing and and killing that takes place in the context of war. It doesn't bring the same guilt upon a person. So that um, Joab's particular sins were he killed those two generals when the, there was a peace and that brought blood guilt. And so David didn't during his lifetime have the the he he was stuck in the sense he relied on Joab and his brother's military might to sustain him he couldn't overthrow him but now Solomon the shift has come and Solomon is his military or is is centered around a different faction Benaiah and and others so now he can he can avenge that and and David commands him to um the thing with um and, and you know you so you got an and Shimei, it's interesting in this chapter too. Joe is an ember day. We're going to miss the chapter that I'd encourage you where um, Solomon prays for wisdom. We already have the implication in this chapter that Solomon is known for wisdom because um, David says, then do according to your wisdom. <clears throat> and he says little in another place in the chapter, you know, we know you're a wise man. So how do you deal with Shimei who um, cursed um david and then oh say i'm so sorry you know david promised he wouldn't put him to death and act according to your wisdom and solomon knew he was a guy who probably would act on a whim so he puts a boundary around him and he takes off and and leaves it and, and provides a justification and it's interesting also that uh abiathar is is um his banishment is linked back to the the curse on eli's house that his the sons of Eli would not continue to be priests because of Eli's failure to, <clears throat> to guard the sanctity of, of the Shiloh sanctuary. And here this is seen as an historical judgment. So all of the um, very uh, uh, direct and even brutal in carrying it out. And we should note that the idea that um, that, that Solomon sees through um, uh, his, his brother's attempt to gain another foothold, maybe for an eventual 
you know, attempt to, to regain the throne or something happened to Solomon, so he just takes care of it. So it's sometimes a little bit more from like the Godfather than from the Bible. But uh, uh, we also should note that while there is an aspect of justice in some of that, again, the principle of narrative theology does not mean that everything that people in the Bible do has, you know, God's imprimatur. These stories are to be reflected upon <clears throat> and and not always are, are are they in accordance exactly with what God would command him to do. And it's it's notable that there is no there is no prayer in this chapter. Let's seek the Lord what we should do about these people. But but it's done just carried out without that. Um going into the New Testament lesson, we have a theme throughout Second Corinthians of Paul defending himself. It's a long defense. It, it just can, comes back and forth. He's got this factions in Corinth uh, who, who um, and, and he has, he's being opposed because people who are more impressive looking than he is, who seem to be spiritually, you know, they speak better, undermining his apostleship and, and, and saying things about him. And his constant defense is how much he suffered for the sake of the gospel. Um, and this chapter kind of brings us to a a head or to a to a peak when <clears throat> when he he talks about these other um apostles are are um claiming to do special things and St Paul says talks about a vision he's had and you know, the he's sort of the the, the idea, there's a whole ancient cosmology here, but the idea that past what is visible into the very presence of God and saw things that he can't talk about. It's interesting, um, in Revelation, there's at least one vision where John is, look at this, but don't write it. There's things you can't, that those who have the vision can't communicate. And because of this great vision St. Paul has had, um, there's a commensurate command, and then he, he links up to his thorn in the flesh. And the lesson he has learned is from from God is his strength is perfected in weakness. And it's a constant refrain of Second Corinthians that the true evidence of the vision of God, of belonging to God, of being a true apostle or follower, is enduring faithfully through the struggle. And learning how to find God's presence with us in the struggle, conquering through God's strength, the strength of the cross in weakness. And this this always sets off the genuine witness of the church from the world, which attempts to grab the temporal victory or tends to look showy or impressive or adopts the methods of the world, whereas the church, being the body of Christ, walks in the way of Christ walks in the way of the cross, has the blessing of God, but, and, and God's favor is proven as it endures faithfully through the suffering. And that's, that's the idea of picking up our own share of the cross and following Jesus, is discerning in our life what God is calling us to do to be faithful. And sometimes that will mean enduring things that are, that are difficult, and that is the witness, that, we, that we, we've seen our Lord, we, we, we know him deeply enough, He's going to see us through this. We can discern in what we're going through, or we we can. It, it is our vocation to pray for discernment. 
to understand what am I, how am I, how am I growing in Christ through these things? And it is always the contrast between the genuine faith and the false gospels. The false, false gospels will always be a flight from that, a flight from the genuine pain of life, a flight from real affliction. We have an answer, a solution, a quick thing like the world always is trying to flee from the, the authentic pain of life. Whereas the authentic gospel is to be saved through the pain of life. And that's that's where in the New, in the New Testament, um, the authentic pain of life in which through which Christ works in our lives is called birth pangs. It's producing something. This, as he said in the earlier chapter, this momentary affliction is producing for us a far, far more weight. And that's because the Holy Spirit is in us working in the midst of what we go through to produce this thing. But the world that does not have the Holy Spirit in whom God is not working, that same pain is merely the pain of death. It merely is these things are happening and there is no larger meaning to it. So that's the, that's the refrain throughout Second Corinthians is that St. Paul um, defends himself by showing how Christ has called him to suffer. And you remember when St. Paul was first called on the Damascus Road and he saw the vision of Jesus there, which was profound enough, quite apart from the third heaven. Um, and when he goes to see Ananias and Ananias gets a vision from God where he says, uh, don't be afraid of him because I'll show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And this is St. Paul carrying out the vocation faithfully. And that's sort of our vocation, our lesser and derivative and the things we are called to do to bear witness to Christ by by understanding what Christ is doing in our lives through the things we're we're we're, in, we're suffering, not by not by always trying to escape from them. Obviously, we pray for relief from pain. We pray for God to come and and give us the good things He has for us. But those usually materialize over time as we understand the larger contours of God's work in our lives through through the things that we are enduring. A few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll close with the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their request. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, and may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris and Robert. Thank you, Bishop, for the message. And remember to make your supplications uh, today for your for people you're praying for. Thank you. Bye-bye.